Do you think you may have a problem with your alcohol consumption or drug use? Are you thinking about quitting and want to know what all the sober hype is about? Whatever the reason, I'm so grateful you're here with me today. My name is Sarah, and I am the creator and host of Sober Gratitudes. I once was an active alcoholic, and after decades of failed attempts to control my drinking, I finally reached out for help. Letting others help me is why I'm here today, living a life I never thought possible. The suffering of my past was the catalyst I needed to find recovery and be receptive to healing. I created this podcast out of the desire to recover out loud and, with the help of my guests, show you how a better life is possible after addiction. Whether you have been here before or you are a first-time listener, I would be so grateful if you would take a moment to write a review on Apple Podcasts so that it can reach more people who may be struggling. Together, we can help those in need. You can also reach me at sobergratitudes at gmail.com with any questions or comments. Thank you again for dropping in today, and welcome to Sober Gratitudes. Sober Gratitudes is a podcast dedicated to spreading the hope in recovery from addiction. It is an inclusive show that does not promote or represent any recovery program. When my guests and I discuss what keeps us sober, we are referring to our own unique experiences. Our goal is to encourage and give hope to those who are struggling and need support. Sober Gratitudes podcast is proud to come together and partner with Valor Fitness Clothing in our mutual mission to support and encourage the recovering community. Based in Los Angeles and inspired by real recovery, Valor Fitness lives up to its mission. With one item sold, Valor Fitness donates one item to a homeless shelter or transitional rehab facility. Because Valor Fitness Clothing supports Sober Gratitudes mission, everyone can receive a discount when shopping. Use the code GRATITUDE20 at checkout. Also, every guest on my podcast will be graciously given a gift certificate from Valor. We're stronger together when we come together. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Sofa Gratitudes. My name is Sarah, and I'm your host. And I am really glad you're here with me and my dear friend Mackenzie today. Hi, Mackenzie. Hi, Sarah. <laughs> I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> and we're literally together. We're together. In my basement. Yeah, we're looking. We're like, like two and a half feet apart. Yes, yes. <laughs> both vaccinated. Yeah, both vaccinated. <laughs> With my dog, Maggie, who has to be a part of everything. Uh, I'm so glad you're here today with us because Mackenzie and I have been talking a lot about how we wanted to share what we've been experiencing over the past several months. Um, for me, a little bit more, but no, like the story begins, I think, when you asked me to be my sponsor. But I did start recording this morning without Mackenzie here. And I got interrupted by my son who was playing video games in the room right next to me and it was so loud and then <clears throat> I kept mentioning Mackenzie and I thought this not, this is not right like I have to have Mackenzie with me so we just got in touch with each other or I 
well, we were just talking because we talk every day and I said, let's do it. And she said, yeah, let's do it. And now we're doing it. So like right now, right now, <laughs> right now. Um, so I guess where, where I'll begin is first, I want to acknowledge, um, we, I think we both do. We want to talk about how it's springtime, mm -hmm. how it's a season of rebirth, resurrection mm -hmm. for some of those who celebrate Easter. And we see things around us outside that are growing. Yeah. Flowers, things blooming. Yeah. Um, we're blooming. We're blooming. <laughs> Mackenzie's really blooming right now. And that's what I'm so excited to talk about. I know you're like chomping at the bit. <laughs> Can you talk? It's all I want to talk about. <laughs> She's at the edge of the couch <laughs> saying, my turn, my turn. <laughs> oh, just keep going. Keep going. Yeah. Um, no, no, we're both, we're both really having an amazing experience in sobriety and it's important to share. And I feel it's really important to share to you, my listeners, or anybody new who's listening, because this podcast is all about showing, sharing the hope in recovery and sharing that a life, is, a, a happy life, a better life, a fun life, a beautiful life is absolutely possible after we're in the throes of addiction. Once we cross over from addiction to recovery. And I know that there's a lot of people struggling out there right now who are relapsing, who can't stay stopped. And we know, right, how hard, how fucking hard it is. It's really hard, like, to even see an hour from where you are. Yeah. Like, if you're even going to make it. Yeah. Like, this is life or death. Yeah. At least for me. Yeah. And you. Yeah. That's right, because that's what we were talking about earlier, about you. You've been going through old pictures recently. Oh, my gosh. And I posted yesterday. And we didn't even tell each other that. Like, I, I didn't even tell you that I found these old pictures, which was wild. Yeah. Wild. And the post I did yesterday, this, this, this particular episode is kind of inspired a little bit by that post that I put up yesterday, the before and after. And I don't, I don't typically do a lot of them. I do them periodically because I do feel like that they they send a strong message and people are like, they, we like to see that. I know I love to see the before oh, I and after pictures. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And especially when I read about why oh, yeah. the appearance has changed. Yeah. And then furthermore, like when we yeah. go into like, when we peel the layer, when yeah. we say like what's underneath, yeah. and that's what I stressed in that. If, if anyone has seen that post that I put out yesterday, it's sober underscore gratitudes on Instagram. If anybody has seen that, I, I just implore that you read what I wrote and we'll touch more on it today in this episode, but it's mm -hmm. essentially about how I wish and our very good friend, um, Dave, he often says this, mm -hmm. right? I'm so glad you're going to say this. Yeah. Do you want to share it? You no, share you, it. No, you share it. Okay. No, you go. You. <laughs> no, but that, um, if only we could take a picture of our insides before and after of our insides. Yeah, our soul our soul yeah. and our spirit and our mental health and the personality change, the psychic change that we go through yeah. when we do the work in yeah. the program of recovery that works for both yeah. Mackenzie and I. 
which we're not promoting today, but we're sharing because it's what yeah. we do. And I, for our can't, yeah, I, I can't not share how I did it, you know, no. and it, it's life or death. You know, it's, I also think just going back to the before and after picture, like if you're a visual learner like me, like <laughs> who needs sometimes like hard evidence in front of them, like I think a before and after picture that you shared was so it's so valuable mm -hmm. i think um because you look so different like in the best way possible like you look alive you know like you look you look like you've been saved and that's powerful and that's something that I just want everyone to know that who's struggling or even in sobriety, which we'll touch on <laughs> that, like, it doesn't have to be that hard. Um, and like anyone can have this life beyond any dream I, I could have ever dreamt. <laughs> um, it's there and it's been right in front of me for a while, but you know, I just, we'll, we'll get to all of that, but the, the Sarah's before and after picture, um, is just extremely powerful. And I just took, it took me like seven minutes to explain that, but, um, yeah, no. all I do is, is talk in circles now. So like people ask me a question and then I, I don't even know if I answer it. And then I come back and I'm like, what was, what was I talking about? No, but everyone does understand what you're saying, and you're just like or they're just telling so me. happy in sunlight and spirit in that fourth dimension that it talks about in the big book that I used to think was fucking weird. So weird. Like what? Like what are they talking about? This is ridiculous. I want to be on like a, a rocket rocket ship in the fourth dimension and give yeah. up my will. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Like give away my Crazy. power. No. No way. Sorry. Like sorry. I, like, I have more yeah. more power now. Oh, but it's like peaceful power. Peaceful. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. So I, so that picture underneath the, the explanation, thank you for sharing that Mackenzie. It was very, I appreciate that. And you're going to hear my dog sometimes moaning and groaning to go in and outside of our basement. But underneath the picture, I talk about what Dave said, has said to us many times mm -hmm. and said to a lot of people so many times that the real transformation occurs inside. Oh. And my dog would agree. <laughs> I, think, I think Maggie's, Maggie's in the rocket ship with us, I think. Until she barks. Okay, so until she barks. I'm going to go open the door. So <clears throat> what I was going to touch on before Mackenzie zipped on over here, lickety split, was that I really wanted to encourage you, if you're listening, if you have not seen the picture that I posted yesterday, to go ahead and check it out. And then really most importantly is to read what I wrote and how the reason why I look so different mm -hmm. is because of the internal transformation. Yes. And yes, obviously, because I don't put toxins into right. my body anymore, like my liver is healed. Yeah. I'm not bloated. Yeah. My eyes don't look like sure. devil eyes. Um, but you look different since last July to me. Really? Yeah. yeah you do uh, too. Yeah. Since you like look, a few months ago. Yeah. You look totally different. 
<laughs> like we need to put that picture in the middle of you like a year ago. <laughs> just like the progression. <laughs> Um, okay, so I guess what we'll do is I'll just start with a story then. Yeah, let's, of, let's okay. do it. So I think I I might have shared in other episodes with guests or just with me. So last year around this time, COVID hit and I was a few months into doing my podcast and I was, you know, my husband and I were like, hunkering down, getting toilet paper all over the place oh, like yeah. everyone else. <laughs> but I was also feeling, and I was like feeling so grateful that my boys were home. My dog was here. My husband, of course, first and foremost was here working from home and not in New York City, which it was like the total hotspot for so long. And I was so grateful because it's like I, I had something to do, which was my podcast, which as anyone, anyone who listens to it, to my episodes regularly knows that this is like has become my mission it's be it's like it's so profound to me it's like it's like my baby it's my other baby and i was so grateful that i had this so i i thought i'm just going to continue to do interviews once we get settled i think we all had to get settled in the house and like new schooling routines and whatnot and laptop learning and getting used to that and just it was and once my family was adjusted I got back, I, I got back on the interview wagon and I was invited to, by a friend that I had met through in the podcasting world, recovery, podcast recovery, <laughs> yeah. recovery, recovery podcast podcasting. world. <laughs> I was invited to join a group, a big book group. And it blew my mind because I had been for years really wanting to know about the big book because I never really had the opportunity to do the steps through the big book. And I heard people talk about the big book as like, oh, big book thumpers, mm -hmm. you know, like, like stay the, away from them. Yeah. <laughs> like they're scary and they're kind of like cultish and it's drinking. The, cool, yeah. yeah. And they're drinking the Kool-Aid. Yeah. And um, so I just didn't dabble in the big book, but I just eat at the same time though, I kind of, I just was really interested in learning more about it and understanding it because I, because I was wanted to have a sponsee because up until that point, I had maybe like 15 to 20 girls ask me to sponsor them and none of them like stuck. Right. No, that's kind of not yeah. a great word to use, yeah. but like, but it was because I was really trying to control the show as a sponsor. Yeah. And so I, when this person asked me to join this group, I was like, this is a great way to learn about the big book so I can take somebody through the big book. Well, when I did the, the workshop, I realized that I had a lot of shit of a lot of shit to, to, do, to do on my own self, on like my insides. Yeah. And I thought I had done the oh, work. Wow. Like I had done the steps two other times in the eight years, mm -hmm. but they were kind of like half-ass. And mm -hmm. it's not because it was my sponsor's fault. It was just, I don't think I was willing, right. willing enough. I don't think I was ready. Yeah. I didn't know what I didn't know. Right. I didn't know what I wanted. Like yeah. I didn't know it was right for me. I don't. Yes, you didn't know what did. you didn't know. Yeah. And I was like involved in lots of outside therapies at the time. So right. I was getting a lot of, believe it or not, I was talking a lot back then too. <laughs> it's almost spit out my dream. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's ever going to change. No, I um, hope it never does. Yeah. So I did the workshop and I had an incredible experience because I did the steps exactly how they're laid out. 
in a big book with no bells and whistles. I did it with a group, Mm -hmm. a group of people I did not know, Mm -hmm. except for the one person who invited me. And I would, I remember the point at which I finally understood what I was missing. Mm -hmm. And that was a connection with my higher power of my understanding. And then it was like, as if somebody dropped, I don't even, I'm trying to figure out how to explain it. Cause it's, we're going to say this a lot. We're going to say, it's so hard to articulate. It's, it's so, so hard, hard to, to articulate. articulate. Yeah. It's just like, Chris, things were made crystal clear for me. And I had, I had the, I had the gift of being able to do my fifth step <clears throat> with a couple of different people who, again, i had never met before. Mm-hmm. And even after that, like a month later, I realized that I hadn't quite kind of um, cleared up the weeds. Chiseled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that was okay. Like nobody said in the group, oh, you're in trouble because you didn't do it. Like the format was wrong. You you got to leave. You weren't weren't thorough enough. (laughs) Or let's give, I'm going to give you this worksheet and I'm going to show you a bunch of character defects. Yeah. This way, and I, and you know, I'm not, this is not to like rip apart people who are doing it that way, because we, all we know, and I say we, like we who are in this program, we're doing the best, we do what we learn. Of course. And everyone has the best intentions. But in this workshop, I learned that so much can be done with just me and God. Oh yeah. And all of it, really. Exactly. Like all of it. (laughs) At first I was like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I'm not getting it. And so I, and, and so by the end of the four weeks, it might've been five that time, but at the end of it all, I was just on this pink cloud again, like I had been early on in sobriety. And I asked the person who invited me to, to the study, I said, is this going to end? Is this going to end like the pink cloud? And this person was like, no, this is sustainable. This, you will, you, you can't undo this. You can't unsee this. And it's true. And so I did this last July. And when I finished up and I was kind of like in a state of disbelief that I felt this so amazing, this peace, this freedom, this release from like bondage of self and bondage of like playing the role of a victim and pointing fingers like everyone, like everyone needs to feel sorry for me mm-hmm. because of the wrongs that have been done to mm-hmm. me in my past and never looking at the situation from another person's perspective. And I think a week later, yeah, yeah. You called me? Yeah. And we had taught okay, so Mackenzie called me not too long after I finished a step study. Well, we kind of we were talking like a couple months before, like kind yes, of like the start of, of COVID. Mm-hmm. We kind of got like just talking more. And I think because everyone mm-hmm. was just home and no one knew what the fuck to do so we kind of just connected more and then I think well, I was a guest you, on you your were podcast right yeah last and then year. I, exactly yeah. so um and that made us more and I and I asked you because I always knew I had always heard and I our families know each other yeah. and I always knew that so we just connected like I feel like God brought us together oh, and yeah. totally so when you the one time you called and you shared how you were doing and then 
I shared how so I was so. doing. <laughs> oh, I don't even remember, but what would you want to share that conversation? Yeah, sure. Okay. So I called you. I don't know why. Um, just to call you, I guess, probably to just complain or, uh, I remember, I remember why, why, because oh. you were, you were seeking a new sponsor for like a year and you were deep in thought about <laughs> it for a whole year. <laughs> Cause I was so wrong. <laughs> I was so wrong in my past. <laughs> She's saying this tongue in cheek, yeah. right? Oh yeah. 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 Um, yeah, you're right. So I called you. So let me back up. Sarah and, and I, I guess reconnected because Sarah and I have always known each other, but like I said, COVID hit and, um, we just started talking more and this is around the time where I'm like, crap, like I, I need a new sponsor because, um, I, I broke up with my husband <laughs> <laughs> through a text message. Oh, that's so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. I don't think I ever told you that. No, you didn't. Yeah, it was a text. Um, Okay, we're going to have to talk about this. Yeah, 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 exactly. (laughs) We might need to. It was a text and she wronged me. (laughs) No, in all honesty, this this person, I've had a, a, a few sponsors before, Sarah, which we'll get to, but this, this one I'm, I'm talking about was, um, helped me in a lot of ways and, um, I'll forever be grateful for every sponsor I've had because they've all impacted me in different ways and brought me to where I am, where I am now. So, um, on a serious note, you know, I, I just will always have so much love for every woman I've asked to sponsor because I always was taught to choose someone that, you know, what I, if I want what they have. And so, um, but yeah, I was through a text. <laughs> um, and so yeah, so COVID hit, I keep repeating myself and, you know, everything just got flipped upside down. Um, before COVID hit, I like really withdrew like from meetings. Um, and now I totally, after experiencing this crazy psychic change, I, I really understand why. Like, A, it was just getting really confusing to me. And, um, and yeah, so I kind of withdrew from meetings in my program. Um, but, and then it, COVID happened again. <laughs> and here we go again. <laughs> See what I mean? Um, and yeah, so I connected with Sarah. And I had it in like the back of my head, even before she went through, it's almost like I knew like God, like I intuitively knew that Sarah was about to have this experience because it was like, God, it was like in the works before Sarah connected with this person, um, who I love so much also. Um, and, and she was kind of telling me like, she's like, I'm doing this big book study and, um, so I knew she was going through this and I'm like, I'm like, why the hell would you want to do that? Like, that doesn't sound very fun. We always taught to stay away from those people. <laughs> and then Sarah changed. Sarah literally transformed into someone that I needed. I needed what she had. And 
I called her and um, this was like late July or I don't even know when it, when it was um, summer, obviously. And I called her and, and we we're on the phone for a while. And every time I had talked to her, I was like, is this the day I might ask her to be my sponsor? Like, cause I kind of had it in the back of my head and then, but I'm like, no, it just something, it just wasn't, I hadn't asked you yet. And then you started sharing this experience, like, and I had no idea what the hell you were talking about. Truly, because I'm like, what? <laughs> and you were mid-sentence, and I inter- totally cut you off. And you I'm did. like, you said, can you stop? Can, can, can you, I say something? Yeah, like, can you just stop for a second? <laughs> You're like, oh, okay. Oh, is everything okay? I'm like, can you, can you be my sponsor? And I'm going to start to cry. <laughs> and Sarah started sobbing literally on the phone and then I started sobbing and I don't think either of us said a word for a few minutes Mm -hmm. and I remember exactly where I was standing outside in front of my condo it was really hot that day and I was literally under a tree I remember exactly where I was yeah I was inside in air conditioning yeah (laughs) thank god (laughs) (laughs) and yeah and then do you want me to say well, I, do I'll say, do you yeah. want to say why you cry? I'll say why I cried. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. So I cried. Well, yeah, I this cried, is important that I cr- this. well, I cried for a lot of different reasons. Yeah. First and foremost is because I felt like so honored that someone like Mackenzie would ask me to be her sponsor because I always thought so highly of her and I knew a lot about her because we went to meetings and obviously we live in the same area of the world. <clears throat> and then I realized that this was exactly why I wanted to the, do the big book workshop because I first thought I wanted to know the big book so I could, so yeah. I could have somebody to sponsor mm-hmm. to bring through the big book. Mm-hmm. And I had forgotten that that was my original desire yeah. because I, realized that I still needed to do work on yeah. myself. And so then when she asked me in that moment, I thought thing, those two things right at the same time. Yeah. Like I was so honored and holy yeah. shit, yeah. this was, oh my God, yeah. I forgot. And I yeah. just remembered this is the reason why I did the workshop. And so I, to- I told her that and I'm like, I don't know if she believes me. Like, I didn't know if you would believe me. You probably were still kind of like, she's a little cuckoo, but like for whatever reason, you thought it was like a good yeah. time to ask me. It was during the time I was explain, trying to articulate yeah. Yeah. how like I was Like I said, feeling. I don't even know what you were talking about, but like I could, but it, it made sense. Yeah. Like you said, was, I know now I've yeah. been thinking about it for yeah. a year. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> which makes sense to me now with the things that you're going like, like the, the thoroughness the thir- <laughs> like how great <laughs> all my notes and my schedules and my 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 so lack of going with the flow which I realize it's because I've been running my own show yeah and so that so that started our oh no then what was the next thing you said <laughs> <laughs> so after we both were like oh my god something just happened like crazy this feeling of like God or um, just this feeling that we both felt that like this was right mm-hmm. um, and then I asked her <laughs> like okay so like what do you want me to do like when do you want me to call you um, do you do you, is there like work like what like what now because my 
experience with sponsors um, were very different than what it is now. Um, and I remember I was like, yeah, like I'll do anything. Like, like I'm the best sponsor ever. Like I'll do like crazy. And yes, you did present that way. It's like <laughs> very, I'm going to do whatever I'm you like, tell me to do. literally going to do whatever you tell yeah. me to do. And what did you say? You, you, well, you, for, before I answered, you said, I've done the steps, but if you want me to do them again, and I was like, like have you've done them? I'm like, like, yeah, twice, times? twice. Twice. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> I wish you could see Sarah's face right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've done them twice, like, really thorough. Yeah, and you're I'm like, great. I'm good. I'm, I'm good with good. that. Yeah, I'm good. So how many times should I call you? Like, what time during the day is best for you for me to call you? That's what you're saying. Yeah. Do you have work? Do you, like, what, what do you, like, she needed instructions. Yeah. Yes. And yes. I basically gave you no instructions. <laughs> and I was very confused. <laughs> I was like, okay. Um, but no, you said basically that I can tell you what I did and I can offer you suggestions and, you know, but I'm not going to make you or tell you what to do. Um, basically you said like, I'm not going to run your show. And that to me, was so attractive and scary because <laughs> I'm like, do I need someone to run my show? <laughs> like, um, it just made sense and it's making more sense now. So then, yeah, months went by. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let, let we, me. Yeah. yeah so, okay. <laughs> So that was last July and right now it's April <laughs> and I'm feeling this psychic change. So it didn't happen right away. Um, but seeds were planted that hot, very hot day in July. Um, and over the course of the months. Yeah. Like, you know. And, and you, she would, this person, um, that we refer to, um, started doing more workshops big book mm -hmm. workshops every four weeks mm -hmm. or so. And Sarah would tell me like, Hey, just so you know, it, it's starting up again. Like just letting you know, I'm like, okay, thanks. But like, I'm good. <laughs> like, just like, okay, like no pressure. Like not, it was not at all. Like, and I didn't even feel like bad saying like, no, like Sarah wasn't like, you have to do this. Um, and then four weeks would go by and, guess what? Like it's starting up again on Sunday in you know, four hours, four Sundays. I'm like, Oh man, I'm good. And then like in like, in the meantime, I'm like calling her like, you're not going to believe what happened. Oh my God. Like, I can't believe this happened to me. And Sarah was great. She just listened and, and, and you're, you're you call yeah. up sharing about just yeah. life, life like just life. Yeah. Life like life things, things, that things like everyday things that would throw me off. And like, I was so in collision for so long and with what with myself and with others and with not allowing God in like that's the perfect way to explain my life is just like in collision because I was trying to run my own show for so long I thought I knew it was best mm -hmm. um but I'll, I'll get to the God stuff because <laughs> this is important to note that like like I said, like Sarah, this happened to Sarah in July, you know, like it, it still took me like months to get to this point 
And sometimes I think like, why the hell didn't I just do it then? But it happened exactly as it, how it should have. Um, and then I guess it was about maybe the end of early February. Is when when I was, yeah. Want me to share? Yeah, please. Because that's what. Yes, in this. Yes. Because that's what prompted yes. you to meet other people. Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm doing. I, I was mimicking showering and like scrubbing my hair because like thoughts from God always come when I'm showering Same. my hair. Yeah. So and, was, yeah. Shout like, out to, to yeah. Dave because he always points out that I find God in the shower. And lately, I take like four showers a day. So I feel like I'm like cleaning off residue on my head to oh, like, yeah. make it more open yeah. for God to like send a message into my brain. And to my, I don't know. So I was in the meantime <clears throat> kind of throwing my own pity party because yeah, this is so important. This this guy. Let, let's call him. What should we call him? Um, let's call him Bill. Sure. Or. <laughs> How about doesn't look like a bill. No, we don't. Um, I don't know. I come up with something. We'll think about it. We'll figure it out. But this person is really amazing. Roy. Yeah. Let's call him Roy because because okay. just because just because I autocorrect you. Yes, like Roy or toy because I, I yeah when I, I text you. <laughs> so. <if you're, laughs> Roy is his name for the purpose of this. Roy the toy. Oh, that sounds kind of like inappropriate now. Okay. <laughs> I want to go with Bill. Let's just stick with Bill. Okay. <laughs> to keep it clean. Yes, very clean. Because <laughs> we're being really inappropriate. Right now. I'm just kidding. Okay, so Bill had started a second group, um, and it was in a time zone that um, really bothered me. And I, I loved that it was there, but it bothered me because it didn't fit my needs. And this is after I'd gone through the experience. So like I'm, so even when you're like living in the fourth dimension, you can still get kind of like compete, you know, like fall into self will. Mm -hmm. And so my will was like, why can't they just change the time? Because six o'clock does not work for me. And because, you know, I was in self, I was thinking it was all about me. Mm -hmm. And then I'm washing my hair in the shower and I'm like, God, what would you have me be with this? What? This is so frustrating. I love that meeting so much. And then I heard, just fucking start your own meeting on the East Coast. And I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> so I called Bill right away because I thought I needed to ask permission not to steal his thunder with that meeting. And he's like, it's fucking red hot. You need to ask my fucking permission. This is fucking red. <laughs> and he's like i love it yes, yes 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 i love it it's awesome he's like dude just do it do it do it so i did i literally started that day yeah and then it was like a holiday weekend or something and then we, we restarted on a monday and then so this meeting started which is kind of like the second chapter of this the original meeting that bill started and I realized that over the course of COVID, I had acquired so many friendships of such depth and quality that, that I really like didn't force to happen. Mm -hmm. It just happened. Yeah. And so I'm like, 
I have a shit ton of people I can invite. I'm like, holy fuck, this is a fellowship of my making. Yeah. But it's not mine. It's all of ours. So, so I ended up um, just creating a code for it. And Mackenzie was the first person I called. And I said, Mackenzie, I'm going to start this meeting at the, yes. And then you interrupted me again. You're like, oh my God. So you go. You, Which you is funny <laughs> because like if this was a, a year ago or I don't know, I, I was, I would probably like make up an excuse like, oh, like we're like, I'm still teaching at that time. Like, which was like valid because, you know, <laughs> I would have made it up that it was valid, but I was big on like my, my reflex would have been like, like, eh, no, like, um, and I was like, yes, like, yes, totally God doing for me what I couldn't do for myself. And yeah, it was that morning you told me, and then it was that afternoon. Mm -hmm. the, three o'clock is three o'clock yeah and yeah you were you were jazzed up yeah Mackenzie. like yeah I yeah I forgot how you excited so... I was and I didn't even know anyone mm -mm. Bill or Dave or like any no all of the, and everyone who's listening who's on that meeting oh my gosh who have literally loved so much my, yeah oh I love them so much and the, and so the people on that meeting a lot like at that point I knew every single one of them for the first several meetings, but now people invite people. And so the new people come on and which is so awesome, <clears throat> but backtrack to the, when it was started and Mackenzie was like, fuck yeah, I was so jazzed and so excited. And I was in my head thinking, well, maybe it was more my heart. I was like, I'm so excited. Cause she's probably going to meet the people that I met last mm -hmm. year. Like Roy Choi. I mean, um, the, <laughs> <laughs> And Dave and Steph and Max and Ruchi. Yeah. And <clears throat> yeah. I was just really excited because I knew she was going to meet them. And she did. And you had like a really incredible, like I just want, and this is what's so great about like kind of the creation of fellowship you're making. Like you, and you have this experience of psychic change, you start to what you get to this place. It's not better than or less than mm -hmm. it's just, it's just mm -hmm. if you grow and evolve in your spirituality. And I was starting to experience the people around me, like people that I love. And a lot of them really, some of them really didn't even know each other at all. Cause mm -hmm. I brought some East coasters mm -hmm. and West coasters and everything in between together and overseas. Yeah. And all of them I loved, and all of them were connecting and I was watching Mackenzie connect with people like very specific people. Yes. And then that's when I think things started, yeah. you started to kind of jump on that rocket ship. Oh yeah. It was before you and I even like opened the book to start working. Mm -hmm. um, it was like one of the first meetings and um, particularly I, I heard Dave share. Mm -hmm. I think Dave was the first, uh, he was the first one that <laughs> wrote me in <laughs> to your <laughs> rocket ship. I just, you know, I, I, I believed you for so many months that you've gone through this change and make these people. And you've told me, you know, not specifically about these people that I ended up meeting, but mm -hmm. 
I believed you, but like, I didn't experience that. And then seeing them on Zoom, which is crazy because I feel like I've known them my whole life. Like, mm -hmm. like I felt it. And I'm like, these are really special people. Like this is, like this is what has been missing my whole life. Like that I didn't even know. It's, it's the missing piece. And yeah, I just started connecting with these people and um, it's like, and then like, and then this is how I describe it. It's like, and now I'm here. Like, I didn't make this whole big decision. Like I'm going to commit to like doing this, like Sarah and I just started working together in the, exactly how it's laid out in the big book. Like her and her and I just did it together. And then when it just was happening, like it was, it was crazy. It wasn't like, okay. And then we're going to do like, it just started happening. Like, I don't really remember a point where I'm like made this formal like decision. I know? do. Oh, you do. I do. So you, I'll I'll tell you how I experienced the situation yeah. after you finish. Good. I'm, I'm <laughs> excited I'm for this one. I'm going to shut my fucking mouth. And then, <laughs> and then so much, like Sarah said, like, I thought I was good. Like, I thought I had healed all my wounds and holy shit. Like, there was so much there that was so unresolved and... I think a lot of it has to do with like, I came into AA at 20, came into the program at, at 20 years old. I just turned 20 and, you know, I was broken and beaten down and I didn't want to live anymore. And I did the best I could coming in. Um, and I did do a lot of work, like when I, my first fourth, fourth and fifth step a lot of work and it helped until like it didn't um we can get into that like the the whole process well so, that, like but tell like because you, if you so, want me to yeah because yeah. it's not kind of yeah. like how okay. I so let me yeah so it's kind of like it sustained you right and yep. then but you weren't yeah. like yeah so when i yeah when i came in um i spent the first six months like just observing and sitting in a chair crying every going to like three meetings a day, like just couldn't believe that like I was alive. Um, this was seven years ago. Yeah, this was seven. Yeah, this was when I first came in. Um, because that's such a big part of my story that like I wanted to die for so long that and my first meeting, walking in, sitting down, like that feeling of like wanting to die went away. And I totally attribute that to this program. Mm -hmm. So that was enough to like carry me through for many years that like, I didn't want to die anymore. Um, but I didn't realize that there was this whole other side of life that like, I could be free. Like I spent years in AA thinking that like, I would just have to work extra hard to get like a smidge of what quote unquote normal people have, or even like these crazy spiritual people in AA, like they're either lying or like I'm doing, or I'm like not good enough to yeah. get that feeling. And, so when I came in, um, after like six months, I, I got a sponsor and I started working the steps and it was confusing to me, um, but it was the only, it was kind of how everyone, you know, in, in our home group did it. And 
there was a lot of like worksheets and, and extra things, which, um, you know, it was just how, that's how my sponsor went through it. It's how a lot of us went through mm -hmm. it. And, um, you know, I specifically remember when I got to fears, my fear inventory. And I had so much fear. Fear was like, I was walking, I was a walking, fear. like everything was fear. And I remember, I remember getting to that point of having to list them and my sponsor handed me like a sheet of fears, like listed. And I was like, and she was like, yeah, like just like identify with these, maybe like circle them, copy them down. And I was like, okay, yeah, like I have this one and this one. And it was just so um, not authentic, you know? And, and when I went through my fifth, first of all, my fourth step, it took me 10 months to do. And I need to say that because I just want people to know that it doesn't need to take you that long because I sat in my shit and I rolled around in it and I was confused by it. And I, you know, a part of me, like I, I have to say, like I did drag my feet, of course, but I was also really confused. I was really confused by the process of how I was going through the steps. Um, and then when I got to my fifth step, my sponsor listened. And then at the end, she handed me a list of my character defects you're jealous, you're insecure, you're afraid, you're um, a people pleaser, you know, all of it. And I was like, oh, okay, this makes sense. Like, that's why I acted the way I've been acting. And I'm not being funny or sarcastic. Like, I, I'm like, wow. Yeah. Like, that was a piece of shit, you know, <laughs> like, and it worked. And, um, you know, that was like around two years ish sober. And then five years went by and and I just really um would have these great moments of happiness and freedom and pink clouds and but then I would get really resentful and pissed and and confused and why and then as time went on and the longer I stayed sober and I I was like sponsoring girls too during this time and but yeah which is like a scary thought um but like that's, I did the best I could. And um, like I said, like life did get better. I wasn't, I have not been miserable for the last seven years, but life has been very hard for me. And I've been in a lot of collision, like I said, with myself and others. And um, so experiencing, going through the steps. See, I don't even remember what I was talking about to begin with, but when we started working together, exactly how it's laid out in the big book exactly everything made started making sense started making sense and the biggest piece was that i didn't bring god i haven't brought god with me definitely not through the steps the first time it was just me and my sponsor you know and um and just in life like god i was running my show like I always believed in like a power grid. I've always believed in God, like always. And I always thought I had like this great higher power that I turned my will over. Like I would always say that I'm like, yeah, God's will not. But like when I'm like, but I went, when I like the will, that's when it's God's will. Like mm -hmm. when I'm getting what I want. And so many times I'd be like, God, like, please like show me what's right. But like, make sure, like, make sure like I, 
make sure it's kind of what I want to like, I would literally pray like that. And then I would go try something my way and then like send God in once like I made a mess of it or I was hurt. And, and um, like the amount of foxhole prayers I've said in sobriety are like astronomical. Um, I have literally thought that I know better than God, like this situation, like this one is different this one is different. Like I know how this, and, and I blame it so much, or I defend, have been defending myself because like, it's all on good motives. Like I'm such a kind person. Like I'm sober. I just want, like, I just like, I know it's best for everyone and myself and my relationships and like good motives don't mean shit when it comes to like running your show. Um, and that was life-changing when I realized that I didn't have to live this way anymore and that all I had to do was turn my will over to God. And I say like, all you have to do, but like, that's really it. And that scared me for a long time, turning my will over and like losing control. Mm -hmm. And Sarah knows like, I have built my whole life up until this last couple of months, like, it, like trying to be in control of everything like we joke around about like my schedules and like how I'm so not go with the flow and I'm not and like needing to have my days planned out and like and I would say like yeah that's such a good quality but like it's really not you know like of course it helps being organized but like I've missed out on so many moments not being present because God wasn't there I didn't he was there but like I like told him to wait outside, you know, and um, I've never lived so in the moment as I'm doing right now. It's incredible and um, all because I live like in the third step. Every, every interaction I have, and I don't do it perfectly, like Sarah says, like I still fall into my will but it's really uncomfortable. And I know immediately that like, this isn't right. And I can never unsee or unfeel this intuition that I've been given by allowing God in. And, um, you know, every, every interaction that I have, I go into it with love, with love. And like, what would God want me to do? How would he want me to be in this conversation, in this interaction? Like right now, like we've been saying, like I am God's employee. How would he want me to be as a teacher, as a student, as a friend, as a girlfriend? Like, and that's changed my life. You know, I, I understanding how people like perceive me is so important. And um, I've been saying this like, like, I just want God to be proud, you know, like he, I shouldn't be alive, period. Should not be alive. I know that he saved my life. And now I just feel like I owe it to my higher power to live in his will, because look where it's gotten me, like a life way, way beyond any of my wildest dreams, like, I didn't think I would want any of this in my life today. Like, 
at all. So different, you know, and I always say like how I would always sell myself short. And that's just been my experience. So um, going back to, to the work. Yeah, there was a lot of shit that I, I needed to work through, you know, um, when we started doing doing the work and some things were coming out sideways. When I started writing my four step, which took me two sittings, not 10 months, two times sitting down with the pen and paper, I probably could have done it in one sitting. Just two times sitting down, focusing on it. That's it. And I felt like God was just writing for me. Um, you know, like I remember at first, I'm like, I wonder how many people should be on. And it just, like, it just, I just knew what to write. And, um, I'm so grateful I was able to do my fifth step with Sarah and with Dave um, because it's just like I just it's like funny like thinking back to last July when I told Sarah like already already did the steps like I'm good like so much and I'm talking about things that happened to me way before I got sober that I hadn't worked through and it's not because I like didn't want to it's literally because I don't think I was ready and it's because I didn't have God so like how could I have been ready to face things or work through things when I was trying to do it on my own and I just think um too like last thing I'll say about this is um allowing people in and helping allowing People to help me is also a game changer because I've lived so long, even in sobriety, thinking that I needed to carry the weight of the world by myself and that it was like weak if I asked for help. And I have been living even in sobriety and I need to say that because I have been sober for seven years and this is finally happening now. Like I have spent so much time like trying to like prove to everyone that like I'm okay when like I haven't been and like for the first time ever like I am okay truly okay I have no idea the outcomes of things right now there's some things going on in my life that are you know uncomfortable but I'm not uncomfortable because I totally trust that God knows what he's doing and his plan is perfect and mine isn't so I used to talk for so long. No, I love it. I love hearing. I love hearing it. And that's the thing is like, as a spot, as Mackenzie's quote unquote sponsor, <clears throat> I really felt like I didn't do anything. Um, I felt like it was her and God. And I was just kind of laying the tools at her feet that were laid at my feet when I went through the step study over Zoom. Zoom. Like, like over Zoom. God is in Zoom. Yeah. And God's in Instagram. And God's well. in Instagram. Yeah. Because people are helping each other on yep. Instagram. But no, Mackenzie, thanks for sharing that. I mean, it's, it's a, almost identical to what I experienced as well before you got to that place where you were like, you were so ready to work the, do the steps the way that I had done them and I had told you about after the, that meeting started on the East Coast and you met some of the people from that workshop. Yeah. And 
and I said, well, we can wait to do it as a group because it's going to start up, I think, in a couple of weeks. Yeah, I think and it was like a few weeks out. And you were, and you trusted your gut and you said, no, I think I'm more comfortable doing it just one-on-one. Yeah. And for- And like right now. Like, yeah. Like immediately. Yeah. <laughs> and for like, because I'm human, for a minute or less, I was like, I don't know if I'm equipped. And I'm like, no, God would not. But- More than equipped. No. Like, that's not what God would have me be. Like- she is asking me, she trusts me. I've been, I've always thought about the, the, anyway, so she and I started working together, just the two of us. And it was over Zoom because we still like, not like today when we're both vaccinated and we've seen each other a lot more lately and in person, but we did it over Zoom. And then the workshop started off and she's kind of, I think you're like, you're finishing up. You'll yeah. be finishing up. Yeah. Um, and it's just happened the way it's happened in God's time. And I know like we've said God so many times and I know like that's hard to hear. I know that I never God, wanted to hear that no. word when I was, when I was like relapsing, trying to get sober. Yeah. I'm like, God was the reason why oh, yeah. I am an alcoholic. God and wouldn't want me to feel this way. God yeah. wouldn't be putting me through yeah, this like, misery. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm a victim and God yeah. hates me and blah, blah, blah. And oh, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And that's that. That's the secret shout out to <laughs> Roy. Roy. <laughs> yes. Yes. And so. Um, to be able to watch her, I just felt like I was a spectator and not just a spectator. I was like going along on this ride with her as she transformed. And I literally saw her change. Like to see you change Mackenzie was like even more profound for, for me than it was to have the psychic change myself. And that's why I'm, that's why I've kept I keep telling, saying to you, like when, when a sponsee comes to you one day and you get this opportunity with her, it's yeah. going to be fucking so amazing. And I just feel, and, and I understand now, like why there are some people who have, who have been blessed to feel this way after having done the steps the right way, as it's laid out in the big book, I can understand why these people want to talk with newly boarded rocket shippers <laughs> because they're in like this state of, I can't believe I feel this way. Yes. And then like, I love it. She, Mackenzie calls me all the time and I'm like, I'm not the sponsor. That's like, I have to answer the call. Let like, me I just want... say, I've never called a sponsor so much <laughs> in my entire life ever. Like I would call, <clears throat> like, this is going to be funny if any of my former sponsors are listening to this, but I would call Sometimes my sponsor, like when I knew they were like, when I knew that they were doing something, like I knew that they were unavailable to talk and then I would call them when I knew they wouldn't answer. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. That was like my, that was my thing. Mm -hmm. Like I should have that patent. That was my move. Yeah. And then I would leave the voicemail like, Oh, like, so sorry. Like I just had a minute now. Crazy. Anyway, but I call you, I leave you voice notes, Mm -hmm. text you like every social media platform I contact. <laughs> we're like on really like group like, chats with now that we're vaccinated what are, you, what are you doing <laughs> can I come over <laughs> yeah yeah so we're kind of like um rolling around in that um I don't know 
puppies and unicorns rolling around to them yeah. now and no more rolling around in shit and throwing our shit at people and and actually like what's so brilliant and beautiful and so like inexplicable is the fact that the more the more i live this way the more i i live god-centered and not um and other centered not self not self-centered yeah the more i work and i'm not perfect like yeah i definitely especially with people who are really really close to me like i can fall into selfishness but i know how to get out of it like Same. it's uncomfortable yeah right? it doesn't feel right it doesn't because we right. intuitively know what we're what god right. wants us to do right and that's a, a gift right because like, god yeah because we weren't born to like be have a miserable no. life like like what if they're like a higher power if like people don't believe in god and it's like oh that's not whatever that's fine but like how can how i can't go through life thinking that like all that exists on this earth and this universe that something some power greater than ourselves created all of this right and it is divine and divinely knowing and filled with love and when i put my trust in that yeah kind of faith then i am completely out of my own will and my need to control or stuck in yes. fear and i'm able to just live comfortably in day-to-day -day yeah. experiences and where i used to fall apart and have like nervous breakdowns yeah. over like especially if my kids had like a medical issue or whatever like i i kind of am dumbfounded like last night one of my sons who has really bad allergies like he all of a sudden presented with this eyeball that was like five times the size of the other yeah, one yeah. and he was rubbing it and i my old self would Whatever. literally Fall like apart. start like hyperventilating yeah. Yeah. and weren't and go and i would go right to death like he's gonna die like yeah. his eyeball is gonna pop open and like fall yeah. out of his head yes. and there's gonna be a tumor behind that eyeball yeah and i would go to all and so now i think about wow i don't think that way anymore mm. and i don't like sit in how I used to be, but I, I do remember. And then I find myself just sitting in, in a bed of gratitude roses, like yeah. that I am not that way. And that my son got to experience a mother who was calm and yeah. put a tea bag on his eye. Other centered, like how, yes. are, how do others, how, how do we want others to perceive us? Yeah. That's, I never thought that way. Me neither. Mackenzie. Ever. I never did. Never. In my 500 years of life, yeah. I, and you're 27 years of life. Okay, you are crazy. <laughs> no, Mackenzie can be my daughter. I could have given birth to her. That's the age difference. But no, but I feel so like we're the same. Like I, yeah. I don't feel like that, that I'm this old crotchety. Not at all. No. Um, per, because we just have that like experience of knowing that God, we, we've got. We're not confused anymore. We're not confused God's anymore. will is not confusing. I'm going to get that tattooed on my forehead, but then I can't see it, but everyone else can see it. <laughs> and I look like a lunatic. I'm going to go into my own will. And I'm going to go. Do yeah, that. I don't think I should do that. Um, but Sorry, that's just literally what it is. I just cut you off. No, no. <laughs> we were talking about like how it's more comfortable living this way. Yes. And and like people who do this, like I have friends who are normies who have done the workshop yeah. and they've had 
their, their experiences have been very helpful to them yeah. in their lives, like with work and relationships with their family, like yeah. extended family and um, their, you know, siblings and their, their, their own kids. And um, it's just, and again, I have to say as a disclaimer, this is not like a promotional episode. It's no, a, Mackenzie and I have had such a profound experience in our sobriety. Um, and it, we both have felt this, like this strong need, this like the compelling need yeah. to share this experience because it, it, it's, it's like the added bonus that comes with just staying stopped and not, and being relieved from the obsession to drink and not having hangovers anymore. Like there is absolutely another life beyond, beyond just just staying stopped. stopped. Right. Yes. And I, yes. You don't have to be miserable in your sobriety. And we have been in the program for, you know, a couple days now, but not like 30 years. Yeah. Like it's been, yeah. it's been some years, but like, yeah. it's been a lot of time because a lot of the time isn't getting, isn't getting drunk and it isn't getting yeah. healing our hangovers. Like we make, we have a lot more time. And so I feel like I've lived like 50 years in sobriety sometimes, but Same. I'm going to say teachable, but the, and I felt like I just had to say that, you know, because so important it is because I, I want to keep growing and evolving, but there, I know I have witnessed people my age who are sitting next to me one day and the next day I find out that they drop dead because they, um, well, for lots of different reasons, having trouble staying stopped, just not necessarily doing the work they needed to do. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that happens and it's so sad, but we know that there's, there, there are, there is a solution to not only the the problem with our obsession to drink and that allergy, but there's a solution to the spiritual side as well. Yeah. And Mackenzie and I got real lucky. Yeah. And we were both really willing and we we desired yeah. it. Like you were seeking something more your heart you were listening to your heart and you may not have known what it was just as I didn't really know I didn't really know exactly why I was longing to know the big book more I really didn't know because I had never really I'd read bits and pieces of it but I didn't get the work part of it I didn't understand that and so then given being given that opportunity it's just that book to me is like is I'll, I'll say it it's it's my Bible. Oh yeah. It, it is, it's just, um, like Bill Roy toy (laughs) says like it's living. Yeah. It's living. It's like a living. Well, that's how I'm perceiving it. I know he said something like that, but like, I have read that book so many times in seven years. And like, like, I guess that doesn't apply to me because I don't really get it. Right. But now it's like everything just makes sense. You know, every time I look at it now, like I see things, I see different things, things hit differently to me. 
And I think that's because we're evolving. Mm -hmm. It's always been there. The mm -hmm. book has always been there for a long, long time. But just the fact that we're, or I'll speak, I know I can speak for both of us, mm -hmm. but the willingness and yes. And no one, like I said, like Sarah didn't say you have to do this. Like mm -mm. I didn't, I didn't even do it. It was like, I was just drawn to this. It was just my, because left to my own devices. I will tell you right now, I would not want to study a big book, be in workshops, get, like live on zoom. Like what, now that's, I love it. Mm -hmm. All I want to do is talk about this mm -hmm. because it saved my life. Like mm -hmm. stopping drinking and coming into AA, like physically saved my life seven years ago. But now my life has been like saved again, but like way in a way more powerful way because I've been like saved like from myself, you know, and, and my will and just having this freedom now, like I said, like life is still happening, you know, mm -hmm. life happens, mm -hmm. but like, we don't have to be miserable in it or sit in it and, and be fearful and try to like, yesterday we were talking about like laughter. Like I always thought like, if you're going through something uncomfortable or sad, like that you have to be miserable and like, like you don't, you know, like you can kind of like, like Dave says, like, there's nothing for you to film in that scene of life right now, as long as you're trusting God, like, let me move to this other scene that God's directing, you know, mm -hmm. of me, how can I be useful to others? And then mm -hmm. I'll go back to that first scene and like, God took care of it already. Mm -hmm. And like, that's what I'm experiencing. And um, I'm losing my train of thought, but it's just so... <clears throat> important to note that the biggest freedom I've experienced is that like, I know everything's going to be okay. Like I listed out my fears to you, you know, and I don't have them anymore. I literally, they have been removed. Everyone I love could die. That's such, I can't, I could, two months ago, I couldn't even say that out loud because I can't even talk about like death. But now it's like, I'm taking this really <laughs> morbid, but it's just that fear of like the worst thing that could possibly happen. Like I couldn't even think about that because I'd get like, like, like a pan panicky and like mm -hmm. just knowing that everything's okay. Like everything is okay. Mm -hmm. Everything will be okay. Everything is okay. I'm okay. That's freedom in itself, mm -hmm. I think. I love that. And I was thinking too, like, what if you, if you've gotten this far listening to our conversation <laughs> <clears throat> and you're very confused still, that's okay. Um, but I was thinking perhaps we can share examples of like before the psychic change and after the psychic change, like how, like a situation that we would have handled a certain way and how it's different now. If anything pops into your head, like I have, <clears throat> I guess I'll speak kind of generally right now while McKenzie, McKenzie like looks at the algorithms of the <laughs> conversation to see where she can find an example. 
as you know in my head just left our conversation <laughs> but generally speaking like what one of the gifts of doing the work this way i it's like um holding up like um like my phone and i'm like and i'm showing mackenzie one side of my phone and so what do you see in mackenzie just that i see a black screen no that's not right there's flowers there's beautiful pink and yellow blue flowers you're wrong it's black no you're wrong. literally all i see is black i see my reflection of my crazy hair <laughs> that i haven't washed <laughs> no you're wrong I'm sorry. I don't see it that way. And you're totally wrong. And I'm really resentful towards you because you're not seeing it how I see it. Yeah. And so then I turn the phone around and, oh, now I understand Mackenzie. Okay. So like that, I kind of stole that example from someone. And, um, Love that. and that example was so helpful to me because I realized I can just listening to people in my life, talking about things like I, I have the power now to just sit and listen, which may be hard to understand because I do have the gift of gab and I just do talk endlessly, endlessly, <laughs> but to be able to sit with someone and listen to them, or if there's like something that's kind of troubling someone and they're sharing about it and I used to be like, why is that troubling to that person? Like, why are they so annoyed? Like, that's no big fucking deal. What the hell? Mm -hmm. That's so whatever. Like even with my children, like why are they getting so hot bothered over that? Well, cause I wasn't looking on the other side mm -hmm. of my iPhone. Mm -hmm. I wasn't looking at the situation from their perspective. And the, that's what I learned. That's like one of the coolest tools I learned and I use that tool every day all day long mm -hmm. yeah same same it's unbelievable and so awesome because like the more I the more I show up that way in a relationship and in just a simple conversation I just feel like love bubbles are like coming out of my ears and nose and eyes and mouth yeah. and just like, and that people, people end up being nicer and kind, I don't know, it just kind of like, I feel like it's almost like a superpower just being yeah. able to see the other side of the iPhone. Yeah. I don't know. Like what's different for you? So, that totally yeah. like yeah. what you just said, me too, all of that. Being able to see other people's perspective is a superpower that like sounds so like, duh, it's what you should be doing. But like, I haven't done that, you know, sometimes I would, like if I had to, <laughs> like really had to. Um, but I think just for me, <clears throat> I mean, so many examples, but I think like watching, we just looked at the time and we've been talking for how long? 
<laughs> oh my god. Um, honestly, just watching, I can't even tell you what it's like to be living in the present moment. Like I am here with you, fully with you, totally with you. That is huge. I didn't even realize how out of, like, I, I never did that. I'd be like, yeah, I was listening to you, but I'd be thinking about, oh my God, what do I have to do? I, maybe I would like pick up my phone and like reflex, like, but just staying so present and like, I don't know what's gonna happen tomorrow. I don't know what's gonna happen tonight. Like, of course, like life, we need to be making plans. It's not like I'm never gonna make a plan again, but like just, it's just like, I'm so different in that way. Um, and, you know, just kind of watching, living, living in God's will and being honest and like speaking and advocating for myself because it, it is action. It's not like I'm just sitting back like, okay, God, like I'm going to sit on the couch and you like lift, you carry me wherever you want me to go today. I mean, it's like, it's action. Um, but just this trust, you know, that I don't know, like, I don't know better than God. Um, and just watching like life play out right now with a couple of different situations that are going on, like it's better than I could have thought. Way better. Like just looking back the last like week, you know, my life last, last week, like I didn't know what way was up in like a certain situation or how that was going to play out. And now it's turning out to be even more, beautiful than I could imagine. Mm -hmm. And that wasn't me. Mm -hmm. So it really does come down for me was like, like trusting. I always knew I had a higher power, but trusting. And like Sarah said, um, if you're listening to this and it's like freaking you out because it freaked me out too coming in. Um, yeah, me too. Giving up control. Like you want me to give oh, up yeah. to my higher power. You're out of your mind. Yeah. Um, and that's okay. And like, you should be feeling exactly what you should be feeling. Um, but like, you never have to feel that way again. You never have to feel the way you're feeling right now. If you're listening to this. Like if you're uncomfortable, if you're, yeah. if I'm you, like choked up. <laughs> oh, yeah, because it's amazing. If you're uncomfortable, if you're, if you're in constant collision with your own thoughts, situations in your life, um, if you feel like you need to control things all the time, and the, if you don't control things all the time, then they're going to fall apart. Yeah. Um, if you, if you feel like you have to act worried and and um and get into action about like if oh my gosh like like for example like i'm about i i used to think i'm a bad mom if i don't get really worried and freaked out about my son who just really had some probably pollen that got into his eye and he's very allergic to things yeah. and so 
I would have called, probably wanted to call the ER and my husband and I probably would have had an argument over it because yeah. I was in, would be in fear. And so fear really. Could you imagine your son? Like, with, son, like during, yeah. and, and he has so much anxiety. Yeah. Again, like, like that. No. And he's fine now. Like right? we didn't even have to give him Benadryl. And, but fear we i don't think we said that word once did we say that word at all we keep saying god and love and yeah. psychic change and yeah maybe and, fear to describe our past <laughs> yeah because fear is really the it's like really when you anything that's the opposite of love and faith and kindness like if it's like anger or um yeah. control or worry or frustration or assholeism or Jealousy, jealousy, or envy, yeah. all of that insecurity. Insecurity, that, yeah. yeah. Like I'm sure the listeners are rattling off shit that we're forgetting, but all of that bad shit. Just when you really ne- bring it down, bring it down, bring it down, bring it down. The at the bottom of the barrel, it's it's the, the foundation of all that is fear. fear. It's just simply fear, <clears throat> and. I don't live like that anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's such, I'm just so grateful. I want to live like to 150. So, can, so yeah. I can keep, there's not enough hours in the day now. I'm like waking up way earlier. <laughs> like there's just not enough hours. Mm-hmm. I never felt that way mm-hmm. in my life. Yeah. Not enough hours in the day. So so we've really shared a lot about this incredible experience that is very profound for Mackenzie and I, and and for some reason, our higher powers felt it was necessary to share with the sober gratitudes yeah. community right now, right now, <laughs> in our in my basement <laughs> with a setup that's really really high class studio. Like really, <laughs> you guys would be. Uh... It's so impressive. Yeah. Um, we hope this touched you in some way. Um, if you want to connect with Mackenzie or I, um, I've, I've already plugged my web, my, uh, I do have a website, sobergratitudes.com, but then sober underscore gratitudes is my Instagram handle. And then Mackenzie's is. It's Ken's Kiesel. So (laughs) K-E-N-Z. I don't spell my name. Oh my God. Sorry. K-E-N-Z-K-I-E-S-E-L. But I'm sure yeah. it'll be under. But I'm but I'm probably gonna like when we put this out, we'll probably put that picture where we're totally in the sunlight of the spirit yeah. out in the back deck when it was raining. Yeah. And gray and miserable out, but we were like <clears throat> really living in God's will and like we are every day, every moment. And um and especially I want to just speak to some people that I know who are really, really struggling. And I just want to say, I love you and you're going to be okay. And trust that there is a higher power. Like even just, even if you're willing to be willing and I'm stealing that from Dave as well, just be, just to be willing to be willing that there has to be something greater than yourself that is all knowing and 
when I did that after my rock bottom dream, when I woke up and I had a different thought pop into my head, it wasn't, it wasn't shit. I'm alive. Damn it. I'm alive. It was Google a local AA meeting. And that was the beginning of a journey that was, yeah, hard at times, but I knew, I knew that I needed to go a different direction and I couldn't see that all the problems that I had were because of my active alcoholism. And I used to, I, before then I thought that all my problems made me drink. I deserved a drink because of all these problems, but I came to realize that all these problems were because of my active alcoholism. I don't know if that makes sense to you, Mackenzie. Yeah, totally. It's my experience. So I'm going to keep living a life where I recover out loud because a shitload of people are dying right now, Mm -hmm. especially during the pandemic. And I, I just want, I don't, I know how uncomfortable it is to be in active addiction and try to get stopped. And I just want to continuously offer the hope. And Mackenzie, I'm so grateful that you thank you for having me. You came. Thank you for having me. And if you want to hear us more talk about shit, (laughs) please. We love to. Yeah, and we can make it shorter next time. Um, So when you go for like a half, twenty minute walk or something, it'll last for your walk or whatever your run on the whatever. But um, if you want to ask any questions or connect with us we're here and we, we hear you. Yeah. We understand you. We love you. And, um, I guess we we should maybe do a special shout out (laughs) to, to all our happy joyous three peeps, peeps, East and West, East and West. Um, all of you, um, we love you so much and yeah, Mackenzie and I are so grateful that we get to experience this relationship, which is now we define as sober sisters yes. because yes. she, oh, no, spawn sisters, spawn sisters okay. <laughs> oh, no, I keep forgetting what we, I know, patented. spawn sisters, spawn sisters. And right. I think people use that if they have the same sponsor and then, right. Yeah. But this, but is, this is different. This is one word. Spawn sisters, spawn, yeah, spawn sisters, and it's and it's like I, but we're friends. It's not yeah. like we don't tell no. each other what to no. do. We like we remind each other if we're stuck to remember God, to remember God's yeah. will, yeah, mm-hmm. and to have faith because we're human, and sometimes yeah. we forget for a minute. Oh yeah, so yeah, so oh, I guess that's that. This was great. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm I'm so fired up.